the Cleveland Cavaliers select Evan Mobley. It's been a historical franchise in this league for years. The Boston Celtics select Jason Tatum. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. Happy New Year. Everybody gets to adjust to now saying 2022, especially Keith Smith, who now has to <laughs> fill it out on, on everything. You even, Keith, you mentioned a second ago that you have to now put 2023 on when, um, on when some trade things expire and things like that. Yeah. What, how, how is that going? Yeah, it, not well. I keep putting 2021 and 2022, and then it's like, wait, that's not right. Let me fix that. And then this uh, this Rondo trade, which I know we finally is done, official, and yeah. we've got all the details. We'll break that down in a minute. That finally went through, and I had to go back and fix a bunch of stuff I had already put in because I had plugged it in like it was happening a few days ago when we thought it was going to go down. So, yeah, good times all around. Well, I mean, it's something that by the time you get used to it, it's going to be, you know, November 2022, and then you'll right. get a month or two of of uh, normalcy, and then it'll switch all over again. So that, that, that seems to be how it, it how it goes with things of that nature. But everybody joining us again, Happy New Year. We appreciate all of you, and happy to report we hit 13,000 subscribers over on the uh, NBA Front Office YouTube channel. If you're among those who haven't subscribed yet, please do hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to turn on notifications as well. Well, if you're listening to the podcast version of this, make sure you do follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Uh, Keith, we do need to talk about the Rondo trade, but before we get there, Kyrie Irving is back. <laughs> it looks yeah, like he's going to be almost. He's going to be playing on Wednesday for the Brooklyn Nets. I didn't think this was going to happen. I didn't think he was going to play this season. And now here we are, Kyrie Irving playing in road games for the Nets. Yeah, it was the same as you. I, I, kind of had written it off and and as we had i think both said multiple times if the nets get anything from him you consider it a bonus mm -hmm. and you move on uh with that that's that's kind of how you treat it we, we thought of it as like one of these long-term injuries like Kawhi leonard or jamal murray or one of those guys if you see anything from the guy this year great and and that's good and if not then then you move on um Huge for the Nets. They've been putting a very heavy minutes load on Kevin Durant and James mm -hmm. Harden. They actually did not play well their last time out on, uh, I believe that was on Saturday. Against the Clippers. Uh, yeah, they, they struck against the very much Clippers. Yeah. Because uh, it was, uh, let, let, me, let me run through this lineup because I actually happen to have it right in front of me. This was the starters. Serge Ibaka, okay. Amir Coffey, Terrence Mann, Eric Bledsoe, Reggie Jackson. Not awful but yeah not great right not especially in a uh you know road game as well because the game was in brooklyn the bench for the clippers in this game xavier moon real person not a uh made up <laughs> create a character uh create a player <laughs> justice winslow keon johnson james ennis and Wenyan gabriel whose prior games had come with the brooklyn nets 
uh, you know, just kind of kind of an oddity oh. there. So well, yes, that, I mean, well, that's it. They they had a spy on their team that he knew yep. he knew all yeah, their plays. Yeah, that yeah, was what it was. And Gabriel came in with it all, uh, all all locked in. But yeah, so they lost that game. Uh, Steve Nash called it unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Said their uh, focus wasn't where it needed to be. Their care factor. Kevin Durant took it a little bit further. We try to keep the show family friendly here, but he said a lot of stuff that uh, uh, was uh, expletive filled about the uh, right. way they showed up with their attitude and those kind of things. James Harden, uh, not quite as passionate as James Harden is not usually as Kevin Durant is in the media. I mm-hmm. uh, said the same thing. So I I don't want to go too far with, gosh, the Nets really need Kyrie because they're still one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. But I do think they have realized we're putting too much on some guys. We're asking some limited veterans off the bench to do too much for us. Uh, this is a team that is mostly back to healthy after health and safety protocols ran through their a roster like it has everybody else. So mm-hmm. let's see where this goes. But yeah, Kyrie only going to play in road games. So if he plays in every road game starting on Wednesday with the Pacers, he'll play in 25 regular season games uh, the rest of the way um, through mid-April when the season ends. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll um, beyond fascinated to see how this works for the uh for for the nets and how this works with a truly a part-time player that's only going to play uh you know like every other game ish well and the, the nets were up fairly big late in that game against the clippers and the clippers came back and got the win so that was a little bit extra frustrating for uh for brooklyn but uh now they've dropped to second in the east the the chicago bulls who are on the seven game win streak it has uh, now claimed the one seed i've seen people out there saying well if Kyrie can only play in in road games the nets uh the Cavs are four and a half games behind or three sorry three and a half games behind the nets for the five seed should the nets tank to lose home court advantage so you get Kyrie and you get more road games in the playoffs. I don't think they will go that far. That would be, no, yeah. they're, they're not actually going to do that. But it's interesting that the Nets will probably be a better road team from here on out than home team. Yeah, definitely more fully realized yeah. uh, team than, than what they were um, for sure. I could see maybe some gamesmanship coming down the stretch to say, hey, let's drop behind maybe Chicago and Brooklyn or Mm -hmm. if uh, Miami is pushing, but I I don't think they're going to drop all the way down to like the fifth seed and have to play, play their playoff series. Cause the other thing is there's that's, we see this, you start messing around with stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You end up getting punished Uh, at some point. Then then there's some kind of upset where you now have home court advantage and you didn't expect to, or something along those lines and it becomes very messy. Uh, So, yeah. So I I don't think we're going to see them tank it out. I just, I just really want to see how this, this works because it's, 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 it's odd. We've, we've, yes, we have seen players, Kemba Walker for the last full year with the Boston Celtics did not play in the second half of back-to-backs, but that's different. That is a different kind of thing. That didn't mean it was necessarily always road games, always home Mm. games. Um, You know, it was just, just with that. Now many have said, they can plan for this. They know what they can do. They can, uh, when they play a road game and then maybe a home game on a back-to-back, you can run him out there for 45, plus minutes and say go because you're not playing tomorrow right uh, or well, whatever the case is uh, you can really if if you need to spot durant or harden a night off you probably do it when you're on the road now because you, you're gonna let Kyrie run the show so let, let's see let's see what this looks like but yeah wednesday well we'll see you know how it looks at i, I mean i expect like anybody else it'll probably take him a handful of games to get fully sure. up to speed as well 
I mean, I know people are going to be tuning in to to see what happens and to see sure. what the what the Nets I look like. Be. Absolutely, sure. to see what it looks like with them uh, with them fully healthy. But uh, but there we go. So Kyrie Irving making his debut on Wednesday against the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers have got to be like, come on, <laughs> yeah, right? really, yeah, really. Pacers Why? have lost four in a row. Yeah, uh, you know, barely kind of hanging in there in the you know fringes of the play-in race. Never mind anything else. And yeah, now yeah, oh, he had to play here. Thanks. Right. Right. All right, let's get into the Rondo trade, which is now official. Now, yes. officially <laughs> official, it's done. Um, Rondo has With a different perimeter. With we... a different perimeter. Yeah, it, it changed today. So th mm. this deal changed. We weren't expecting this. But um, the uh, here's the press release right now from the, the Lakers side of it. Lakers uh, have required the draft rights to Louis Liberi will not play in the NBA from the New York Knicks as part of a three-team trade in which the Cavs acquired Rajon Rondo from the Lakers. The Knicks get Denzel Valentine from the Cavs and the draft rights to Brad Newley and, oh no, Wong Zeeland. Zeeland. Zeeland, sorry. Laker legend. <laughs> Laker legend. And cash from the Lakers. It was announced today. So, Keith, this, this changed today. We had heard it was Rondo to the Cavs. The Lakers were getting Denzel Valentine. They were probably going to waive him. Instead, Denzel Valentine's being sent to the Knicks. The Lakers are paying the Knicks $1.1 million to take Denzel Valentine's salary off their books. They are waiving a player in order to make room for that contract. Wayne Selden getting waived by the, by the Knicks. And most likely, according to Ian Begley, the Knicks will then in turn waive Denzel Valentine. So... Why the change? Why why did this happen this way? Yeah, a couple things. So let's 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 do the easy one first. Yeah. Is the Cleveland side of this? Not much changes um, from their their standpoint in this. They get Rondo. They send out Valentine, um, and that is essentially it for them. They they are getting uh, Valentine's um the the minor trade exception they created uh, bumps up to about eight hundred and fifty thousand. Um, you know, it's essentially an unusable uh, trade exception, right. but that's the 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 very simple, easy part of this. Uh, let's go to the Lakers next. The Lakers did not want to take on Denzel Valentine's salary, even if the plan was to waive him, because that was going to still put eight hundred plus thousand on their books. So by doing this, really at no real cost to them, mm -hmm. the Lakers send out. Um, Couple draft rights to guys who are never going to play in the NBA. Right. Um, get 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 those sent out. They get draft rights to a guy who is never going to play in the NBA. Because you have to send but, something. Yeah, exactly. You have to send something. You have to do. That's just the way way it works. Uh, in this, so what ends up happening here with the the Lakers uh, in the in this trade? The Lakers now free up a roster spot. That was always the end goal here. Right. But they save real dollars. About three and a half million or mm -hmm. so, um, roughly, because they did send the cash out. Yes. Um, and did that cash essentially covers Wayne Selden plus what the Knicks are likely to eat uh, for Denzel Valentine's uh, few days that'll probably be on the roster. So that's that's why it's that odd amount of money of about one point one million. But now some are saying like, well, why not you just eat this salary yeah. and not send the one point one million? Well, that's a great question because eating that eight hundred. 900,000 for Valentine if they just waived him in terms of tax dollars that works out to be a little over four 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 and a half million in that range because of the penalties on the tax so now what happens is 
you don't have to eat that. That lowers everything down. And, and here we are mm -hmm. uh, for the Lakers. And then for the Knicks side, you jump in, you get a little bit of cash paid. Uh, you know, there's still, I've seen the reporting and Ian Begley's is tied in with the Knicks as anybody is. So I would assume he's accurate on this, that they're going to waive Valentine. Uh, a couple of people have said, ah, maybe they'll take a look at him. Um, there is a thought they just signed Ryan Archie Diacono mm -hmm. on a 10 day contract. And there's a thought with Kemba Walker. Um, we, we didn't talk about this, but we'll throw it in here. He did not play over the weekend. He mm -hmm. was in the middle of warmups and felt pain in his left knee. That's the one that's been the problem. And was like, I can't. I can't go. And they had to take him out of the game. Like literally, you know, 20, 30 minutes before tip right. uh, that happened. So uh, maybe even less. So, so there's a lot of thought that they want to add uh, Archie Diacono. Cause remember Derek Rose is also out. So they're really down ball handlers uh, right now in New York. Um, Archie Diacono seems like a Tibbs guy, right? Kind of a, you know, hard nosed yeah. guy. will just get after a little bit. So that probably is ultimately where they go. Um, is is they'll, they'll see what he looks like on this hardship 10 day and then maybe sign him uh, from after that and he'll take that roster spot. So they, they basically get their their expenses, if you will, covered mm -hmm. for jumping in and doing basically not much yeah. uh, except freeing up a roster spot for themselves too. So interesting little wrinkle. Um, probably won't amount to a whole lot, uh, you know, league-wide ramifications yeah. there, but uh, that's that's what we do on this show is break down the nitty-gritty. So it was a fun little wrinkle to the trade. When I mean, the biggest name in the trade is Rajon Rondo, who is 67 years old right now. And, you know, look, he's a brilliant basketball mind. I think he's what the Cavs need. I think he's somebody that Man, can that can help him. The dude on his I, way I, up. I know. Ooh, I feel no. I, I I like I like Rondo a lot, but I think he can. <laughs> I think he can help the Caps. Right? They yeah. need they needed yeah. to get a point guard to come in, even if he's just a stop a stopgap until they find somebody else. What whatever they do, I think he can help the Caps. And so this made sense from their perspective. It made sense from the Lakers' perspective. They wanted to free up a roster spot. Maybe a Stanley Johnson move coming in in terms of keeping him for the remainder of the season. Made sense for the Knicks too to jump in for like you said for basically the price of just hopping on a call they they get something out of this too so this is kind of a win-win-win trade for all parties involved yes it's a minor one this isn't shifting the balance of power in the league or anything like that but it's still i think it was a good bit of business um the one question that i have from here is the lakers if they save that you know 3.5 million or whatever is any of that does any of that get left over once you then sign someone for the remainder of the season stay it yep. say it is stanley johnson yeah, that'll get eaten into because mm -hmm. if they sign someone like Stanley Johnson to a prorated deal, let's let's uh, let's do some math on the fly because we always love that. Um, but I can tell you what it'll look like here, um, just because I happen to actually have it up. So let's say they sign Stan. When does his ten day run out? Do you know? Okay. Uh, I believe it's today. Oh, was it was last today. night or today? Right. Yeah, it was today. You're right. Him and Darren Collison both. So either one of them, they sign those guys. So today is what January third, mm -hmm. right? So that is, uh, what, 28 days left in January, or actually 29, because we would count today. That is 98 days left in the season times the prorated amount. So about 940000 um, mm -hmm. in prorated salary, um, assuming it would be a one-year deal. Um, cause it could, could be a two year, um, that are minimum, but let's sure. assume it's a one year, uh, 940,000, uh, times the amount that they are going to be over the luxury tax by, uh, you know, that's going to work out to be pretty close to what they, 
day eight up. So they're basically going to break even uh, on this. Is, and they uh, wouldn't versus have had the they way not, they would have done it. Right. Had they not done that, they would not have broken even. Had they not shipped Correct. out Denzel Valentine. Correct. Yep. So okay. So that's that's probably about where they'll be. So um, you know, just it, it's just it's this is the part that nobody gets super excited to see this you know transaction come across unless you're somebody like me with the spreadsheets <laughs> and all that stuff because it's this is a this trade was for the the only t- team that this was really about basketball for was the cavaliers mm-hmm. uh the other two the lakers and the knicks it's just accounting um that's that's really what it's about and then it'll turn into basketball when they make their subsequent sure moves. But for now, that's where this is at. But but smart from a business perspective in terms Absolutely. of how this was all yep. all organized. But yeah, there's, it, you just there's no reason to spend money if you don't have to. Exactly. You know, people people have been mentioning that. Why should the Lakers care about the luxury tax? All these sorts of things. Well, if you can get to the same destination you were trying to get to, which in this case with mm-hmm. the Lakers was an open roster spot, and you can do it at a cheaper cost than yeah. another way to do it. Why not go the cheaper route and get the exact same thing? So, well now think about it, right. Too, if later in the year, if let's say they end up with another open roster spot somehow, and uh, Rob Palenka goes to Jeannie Buss and says, Hey, we really want to sign player X on a 10 day, or we want to sign veteran X to a remainder of the season contract mm-hmm. in buyout season. She is more likely to say, all right, yeah, let's go. Because, we saved all this money now. Right. Um, it's just it, it, nothing changes on the cap. It's really it's just the bus family's money. But it does matter. I mean, we, we saw Steve Ballmer and the Warriors both start to balk at how big their luxury tax bills were getting. And they operate in a completely different stratosphere than the Lakers do from a finances standpoint as far as an ownership group goes. I mean, Steve Ballmer, the reality is, operates in a different stratosphere from the other 29 ownership groups in the NBA. Right. But it just... That, that's it. I mean, it, it's, you know, as they say, uh, you know, smart business people don't necessarily. Uh, yes, you do have to spend money to make money, but you also don't get rich by wasting money left and right either. That's also that's the side that a lot of people don't consider in this. I always think of the scene in Moneyball when they're trying to trade for Ricardo Ricone mm-hmm. and, and Jonah Hill is is calling up the owner, trying to get him to sign off to give them the extra money to yep. do this trade stuff. I'm like, people don't think about that side no, yeah. of, a, of a trade process that, hey, you've actually got to go to ownership and say, we, we're going to spend X amount of dollars more than what we're spending right now. This is why we're spending it. This is what we're getting. That's a big piece to trades that most people don't think about or, or acknowledge because that's not a public facing thing. Yeah, I love the idea of Rob Palenka going to Ginny uh, Buss and saying, now when I sell uh, you know, Austin Reeves <laughs> I'm keeping the profit. Next year, I get to keep the difference. So yeah, I love that movie. My favorite line in that movie is when he says, uh, you know, there's 29 other teams and there's 50 feet of crap. And, and then there's us. Like, I, 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 that one always kind of gets me too. So great movie, man. Absolutely. Really. It's a good one. It's one of those yeah. ones where whenever it's you, on, I always have to stop and watch it. You, you, me, and like four other people are like, more movies about front offices and less about these teams and players please just give us front office movies keith i've actually seen some requests though from people in our in our uh, mentions or in our, our comments section asking us to to do more on mcu movies oh man i know i've seen that too that 
We'll do that. Well, we will do that. We'll set it up in advance. Everybody can, yeah. who doesn't care can skip the show, but we'll do it uh, in the off season. When yes. We have a big lull. We'll, we'll sit down and do that when we're not by then too. We'll have seen more of mm. what's coming here in phase four and all that. I, that that's a promise we will make. Yes, absolutely. We can for sure do that. Yeah. Um, speaking of drama, Kevin Porter Jr. And Christian oh, Wood. Man, this is not good. no, no, this is not good. And and from a PR standpoint, thank goodness for Antonio Brown taking some of the of the interest away right. from from this story. But um, you don't see this kind of thing happen in the NBA very often with what's what's gone on here. So Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, words said uh, in the locker room at halftime of the Rockets game, and he he leaves. He gets upset and, and he leaves. Christian Wood refuses to check back into the game, reportedly, uh, for the Houston Rockets. Now both are being disciplined by the team. This is a mess. This is a mess yeah. now for a, a rebuilding Houston Rockets team that didn't want to deal with them. And I guess let's start with Kevin Porter Jr. He left the Cavs. The Cavs parted ways with him because of stuff like this. Yep. And now here it's becoming a problem. Because of stuff like this as well. Absolutely. And now yep. here it is becoming a problem in Houston too. Where, yeah, where so does this go? Yeah, so if we go back to that, just to give a little bit more history on this. Mm -hmm. So Kevin Porter Jr. ended up being drafted with the 30th pick in the first round after many thought he might be a late lottery pick. But there are a lot of questions about his attitude, uh, issues that he had had uh, with teammates and with coaches in his past and those kind of things. He slipped. He was the last player or I guess most recent player, I should say, to not sign the full rookie scale amount, mm -hmm. too. Uh, he signed for less than the full rookie scale amount and part of that was because the the pistons drafted him but it was a pre-arranged trade to the Cavs. and the Cavs said we're going to take you but you're not going to take the full amount and we're really going to work on trying to get you back to to good as a strictly a basketball player kevin porter jr is wildly talented yes he is um you know multiple teams have said this is a guy who can play the james harden role of give him the ball and let him let him do do his thing out there. Let him really you know, run that. And that's what the Rockets did. Uh, Cavs tired of it uh, very quickly. Uh, they they then traded him to Houston. Uh, and that was a deal that came together very late after it looked like the Cavs were just going to waive him, um, which is, is again, kind of unheard of with a first-round pick. Yeah. Uh, he, he went to Houston. And John Lucas, who's a Rockets assistant coach, um, been around for a number of years, so receives rave reviews for working with troubled players um, and getting them to a better place, did with Kevin Porter Jr. And then what happened with that one was it uh, – that Lucas actually came in and was kind of letting him have it a little bit about his effort level and his attention to detail and those kind of things. Reports are Porter threw something, who knows, uh, maybe a, a bowl of soup. Um, but you know, if he's from the J.R. Smith playbook, <laughs> that's right. Um, but he threw something that argument continued. And then, yeah, as you said, he got in his car and he left, left the arena and, and went home. Uh, Christian Wood was late to, I believe it was shoot around and also missed uh, pregame mandatory testing. Um, then they said, all right, you're not going to start because you were late. Uh, he came off the bench, played eight very uninspired minutes. And this one's tough for me because this is one of my favorite players me too. in the league. I really like Christian Wood quite a bit. Um, did not play well in that time. And then in the second half, Kind of, I think the Rockets were, all right, well, Kevin Porter Jr. took off. Let's try to reset here. Let's go. And Christian Wood, by all reports, said, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want to play. 
I don't want to go back in. So now both of them are not going to play in at least the next game. Uh, one game suspensions for both of both of them. And as several people called out, including Bobby Marks, John Hollinger, um, who both worked in NBA front offices mm-hmm. and know this stuff quite well, uh, would you can look at and say, hey, it's a it's a bad day. We all you, you you take your lumps with the one game suspension and the hit and pay, and then off we go. Uh, Porter. This is starting to get to we're we're running down to last chance saloon because there have been other stories that haven't, I don't think, been fully reported on just because I think people are trying to not to trash this kid and give him a chance. But there's other stuff out there of just, you know, things that aren't necessarily going the way anybody wants it to go. Um, So, yeah, so he's he's getting down to it. There's talented players get a longer leash, but uh, you, you, you can end up in. Pretty big trouble if if you're not careful here. And uh, if you're Kevin Porter Jr., this might be one where you better get it right or you might be out of the NBA entirely. Yeah, this is, um, I mean, it's troubling, certainly, for Kevin Porter Jr. This could lead to him being out of the NBA, like you said. Uh, for Christian Wood, hopefully this is just one bad day and everything just moves on from here. But he's also a hot name on the trade market. So yeah. what is, what, does this make an impact? Does this change his trade value at all? Does this change the Rockets' desire to trade him, or is this just a non-factor? Yeah, I think it's more of a non-factor than anything. I mean, maybe you might have a couple teams kind of poking around and saying, hey, is he really unhappy there? Does he want to want out? Is that more likely to trade? But until we actually start hearing reports of that, I would say it was had a bad day. Uh, he's going to pay for it with with a you know, loss of a game check. And then we, we, we move on. Um, he's still young enough to be a big part of what they're trying to build back towards. Uh, he's on a very good contract. That's a big part. Beyond being a very good basketball player, that's a big part of why everybody's sniffing around because he's very easy to trade for because he has a very good contract. So that becomes a whole other thing too. So let's – let's. I would say it's maybe you, you – raise your eyebrows a little bit and, you know, keep it a little bit more, more interested there. But I think in general probably doesn't mean all that much. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully again, this is just a blip on the radar and then yep. everything else is, is fine. I shouldn't say blip when we've just been talking about MCU, but, but there you have it. Um, let's finish off with some of the minor moves. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish off with some minor moves here, um, or relatively minor moves. The Grizzlies uh, did a few things. They now they waived Sam Merrill, yep, and they're they're doing this in order to bring in some other players. I my page is not loading now. Keith, help me out. What, <laughs> I got what happened? It. I got it. <laughs> All right. So the Grizzlies waived Sam Merrill. Merrill is likely to miss the remainder of the season. He's going to have ankle surgery. Um, so no real on-court production loss there from the Grizzlies. Did have a fully guaranteed $1.5 million contract. So that goes on the Grizzlies books as dead money. Then they converted, or it wasn't really a conversion. They, they but signed Killian Tilly who was on a two-way contract with the Grizzlies. It was his second year on a two-way with Memphis. Uh, They signed him to a full standard contract, about $4 million uh, over the next uh, two years. They dipped into what they had remaining of the room exception to give him more than uh, uh, the minimum amount to Mm -hmm. kind of plus those years up uh, for Tilly. So he he will move up to the uh, standard roster. He's been playing more as they've had some injuries uh, in their front court. guy who he went through some injury issues at Gonzaga at one point in time looked like he would be a first round pick and then uh ended up being a guy who was um uh, undrafted caught on with Memphis 
two years on a two-way and now he's or this was his second year on a two-way now onto a standard and then to replace him uh tyrell terry who had been with the team on a hardship deal uh you may remember him he was drafted by the dallas mavericks fairly high and given a two-year guarantee uh two guaranteed years in a four-year contract and then dallas waived him uh at the end of the preseason he is now going to be on a two-way replacing tilly uh so little series of moves there Mm -hmm. you're going to start seeing more of the two-way moves happening here in the next uh, couple weeks as we're getting down to the deadline for two-way contract uh, maneuvering and the like but we'll we'll see what that looks like because they've tweaked and changed a lot of the two-way rules so we may not see quite as much of that as we usually do uh speaking of the mavs was just announced recently Kristaps porzingis now in health and safety protocols so that's a a big blow for them for for noted mavs fan keith smith there wearing his, <laughs> with his mavs with his t-shirt. mavs t-shirt on uh hey the- let's stick with that real quick though yeah um there's a lot of buzz that the mavs like some of these are right we talked about stanley johnson the lakers have found a need mm-hmm. for him really like the way he's played it is fit uh, i saw lebron's comments on stanley johnson of he was able to fit in because of his time with south bay mm-hmm. um so he was able to slide right in with terminology and all those things um we're gonna start seeing more of these teams trying to keep these guys um that they kind of I, I hate to say discovered through this hardship sure. process because it's not like they didn't know but guys who have shown something on these hardships well the mavs are in that boat with marquise chris um, where Marquise Chris has played pretty well, Porzingis in the health and safety protocols. They've also had some injuries up front um, with them. So they're they're supposedly really looking for a way to keep Marquise Chris. And I saw um, Tim McMahon, who's very tied in with Dallas, yes. uh, news-wise. Um, he had said um, he, it's something to keep an eye on because the team doesn't have a roster spot to do it. And that is the challenge right now. Um, one of the things that he, he said is maybe Willie Cauley-Stein uh, could be waived as Willie Cauley-Stein has been away from Dallas. Um, I have looked and have been able to find out he's been away from the team for several uh we we might be headed on months now uh due to personal reasons and i don't know what the like what's going on i, I hope everything is okay yes uh, with him and his family and the like um there but yeah he, he's been away from the team for a while and i've not been able to find out what what the reason for that absence is but he posited that could be where they go to open up a roster spot so again just something to keep an eye on we're gonna see a handful more of these uh situations come up um over the next uh a couple weeks as these 10 days are really starting to run their course because a vast majority of teams are getting most of their players back out of the health and safety protocols. We've got a handful that just get hit later. So they're Mm going to continue probably until the middle of the month. Um, But, but most teams are starting to get back on the healthy side. Uh, Speaking of health and safety protocols, a few other veteran names that you'll recognize. Um, You've got uh, Bismack Biombo to the Suns, Lance Stevenson. Welcome back to the Pacers. Third run around. With, with the yeah. patients, I forgot about the second one. I he, I, remember, I clearly remember the first one. I, I did not remember the second one, but yeah, yeah, you uh, he did have a second stint there, so third season there. Um, he also had the Grizzlies. They signed DeQuan Jeffries uh, to a a contract there. They uh, they also uh, we talked about that. But then the Warriors they release Jeff Doughton and sign Quadarian Weatherspoon. Yep. So Another that happened. Hardship guy who had shown uh, to play play well. They, I think they kind of see him as maybe being a little bit like Gary Payton uh, was for them. Guard, a little, little bit of a guard, a little bit bigger, rugged kind of guy um, that they might be able to plug in there. And the Warriors use their two-way guys quite a bit. Yeah. Yep. Um, but bottom line, 
you're still seeing some teams make some moves, but like Keith noted, it is starting to slow down a bit as teams are getting players which back, which is good. That's exactly what we wanted. Remember, NBA going to revisit their current policies as of January 19th. They're going to take a look at yep. where things are at that point and then decide from there. Do they continue on with these hardship contracts, the rules that they've got in place to make teams sign players to hardship contracts? Does that continue to exist after January 19th? Uh, we'll see how things are looking in just a few weeks. Now, I want to make sure I credit. Yes, it was Mark Stein. Uh, he reported G League teams were notified over the weekend that play remains scheduled to resume on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So just another sign that they, they things are really improving and they're starting to uh, get these um, players back and everybody's getting back into where they, they want to be, um, uh, you know, set up wise because that the G League is, is starting back up the G League shut down in part, they don't have the testing capabilities nor the private travel right. um, capabilities of the NBA. And in addition, they were just, I mean, so many of their players the are getting was, pulled. Was, yeah. yeah <laughs> within the NBA. Right. So they, they were really in just a, just a messy part. So, um, so yeah, so they're, they're going to get back to it too. Uh, one, one more name uh, uh-huh. on a hardship that, that people will recognize uh, Luke Cornett. Yes. Uh, finished the hardship run with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now he's joining the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, on a hardship. So, uh, yeah, Luke Cornett hanging around. He's a guy a lot of people have said uh, they expect to be one of these guys who finishes the year on an NBA roster. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on him then and see uh, see if he's able to thrive in Milwaukee. Um, but... I think that about wraps it up for, yeah, for today in terms of uh, in terms of major news stories and things of that nature. We'll be back tomorrow, touching base on everything else that goes on in the world of the NBA. Obviously, a lot to keep an eye on here with Kyrie Irving coming back. We'll see what happens with the Rockets. And of course, getting a little bit closer now to the trade deadline. So expect trade talks to start to ramp up as well. Hey, I want to revisit one thing yeah. before we wrap, before you give the sign off. I made a prediction on the last show. You did. That's that right. We both have a happy new year, and uh-huh. we did. You were we'll correct. Both, uh, both the the, uh, the Celtics and the Lakers. Uh, you know, a little momentum to close out 2021 and start 2022. So, speaking uh, of which, we may days. need we may need to tomorrow talk a little bit about Damian Lillard. Yeah, yeah, we may so, need need to talk about about him okay. a little bit because there's. Some observations, and I've seen some chatter in Portland and things like that. So let, we'll have that discussion tomorrow. A little preview Perfect. for tomorrow's show. Love it. All Beautiful right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Ring that notification bell as well. Till next time, stay safe and see you.